The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Clinic. This is News Talk 1130, WISN, hosted by Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> well, good. That's great to hear. Love favorite time of year, fall. Yeah, I, yeah. Some people don't agree, but winter's next. I don't care what's next. Jane's too. Jane's favorite is fall too. I, yeah. In and of itself, the whole thing, right? That fantastic Packer comeback last week. Yeah, the playoffs, uh, baseball playoffs, football, college football, all the above. Yeah, yeah, the Brewers. Cools down a little bit. A lot of people like that. Yep, a little cooler temperatures, but Jeff, and shorter days, clearly. And that is that post-Labor Day, right? When we talk about this stretch now with what you do, retirement planning, there's so many moving parts. So we'll kind of give a little backdrop of today's show is going to have a lot of those moving parts. There's a lot of stuff going on. Especially as we head into the last quarter of the year. You have to make decisions before the end of the year on a lot of things, especially with regard to retirement planning. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're also going to talk about um, making decisions at uncertain times. We'll, we'll address that. Talk a little bit about Social Security. Talk a little bit about wealthy Americans, which is a, you know, for a lot of people in our audience, that includes you about wealthy Americans and what, what people are doing during difficult times. So you may not it's going to be a great show. And some people don't consider themselves wealthy. Yeah, we, for years we've talked about our wealth management and preservation segment. That if you have a million dollars or more, that that's uh, a threshold for a lot of people. Yep. And a lot, of, a lot of individuals don't think. But if you look at it, if you have a half a million dollars in your retirement plan, if you've got a home that's worth half a million dollars, if you've got savings and investments, if you already are over a million dollars. Uh, now, if you include your home, obviously it's not spendable or investable money, but still a lot of people will say, well, I'll never get there. And some people may already be that million, two million, five million, ten million, and are just, uh, you know, when you look at your lifestyle and you look at what you're trying to accomplish, five million or ten million may or may not be enough. So it's uh, each one, each individual is different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about wealthy individuals and what they're doing. I also have the impression that there's more. I hope I don't say this the wrong way, but this is just my impression. Blue collar millionaires than ever before. That's true. And our, our business has been built on those that put money away consistently, regularly. It could be white collar, blue collar. It doesn't make any difference. But a lot of them have uh, shown discipline throughout their life. Putting money away consistently didn't come from money, yeah. but have shown the discipline to put money away on a consistent basis. It worked hard. Lifetime. Worked hard. And it's yep. not set it and forget it. I know you're always tweaking that retirement plan and making sure it's doing the best it can. And that's what you do. You're the retirement specialist. Jeff, and just by way of background, there is a new location. This is exciting because you're there. You're downtown Delafield right now. That's right, Milwaukee Avenue. Now, you didn't close the others. We nope. should mention We've Waukesha. Still, World Headquarters in Waukesha is still open in Waukesha. And 
uh, Port Washington and Phoenix and Racine, the new Delfield office and potential. Not potential. We do have a new office in uh, Cape Coral, Florida as well. So wow. uh, along with our world headquarters in Waukesha, we're expanding. It's a lot of fun. It's a great time to be in our business. And we th- we have our clients to thank for that. We care deeply about their success in retirement. And they, in turn, care about us. So we've been growing nicely. The com for more information on locations. You can call anytime with any questions, 262 262- 5224040 of course these voices Jeff a cast of many many talented advisors Monday through Friday on the Mark Belling show 3 p.m. 5 p.m. news block with the daily market reports so as I said we're busy today a lot to do Jeff you have a segment that you wanted to kind of kick things off well, with Well two today. things Paul one I wanted to uh, talk about Thursday October 26th we're having we're hosting a panel discussion on planning for the unexpected in uncertain times uh, Jay Weber is going to be there. It was really very well attended last year. We had to turn people away. Uh, and it, so Jay Weber is going to host the chief market strategist uh, for First Trust is Bob Carey. He's going to be there. Aaron Kowal, Joe Still. The panel is going to discuss topics such as state of the economy, navigating market volatility, upcoming 2024 election, how to safeguard your financial plan, and more. The event is free. But you do need to register as seats are limited. For more information and to reserve your seat, visit thekowalway.com. That's K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Great opportunity to understand more about what's happening, how it impacts you and your financial plan. You don't want to miss it. A lot of people just come to see Jay Weber. They just well, like that's, that guy. That's why you're turning people away. Is Jay the star or is it uh, I, Robert Carey or both? Bob Carey's a good guy. Aaron <laughs> does a great job. Joe Still will do a wonderful job. But but really, it's it's kind of neat. Jay is such a good guy, and he's, he's really engaging. down to earth. Oh, too. engaging! He's go down to earth, and yeah. uh, he's a true celebrity. So yeah, well, come on out. That's October twenty sixth. Uh, again, a pale discussion. Uh, uh, with the Kowal Investment Group. Oh, and it's held at the Milwaukee Marriott West, uh, which is in Waukesha. But again, the event is free, October twenty sixth. Right, Jeff? Am I That's correct right. on these I facts? I don't see the Milwaukee. My copy doesn't say Milwaukee Marriott West, so I'm gl- it is there, but I'm glad you have it there. It so. certainly <laughs> is. And uh, again- you, What time is it, Paul? Uh, it starts at 6.15. Okay. No, I'm sorry, 5.15, Jeff. Um, and you register and check in. Of course, it's free, but you must register. Yeah. And then it starts a panel discussion at 5.30. Goes, 530, goes for about an hour, hour and yep. a half. Yep. And it'll be done at 7. A good Q&A. Again, Jay Weber will be there. Go to thekowalway.com. All right, so that's going on, and that event is on your website, thecoalway.com, so please go and look at the details. Now, I wanted to start with this, Paul. Um, Again, uh, September 30th is looming. Uh, A lot of retirees are worried about a government shutdown. Um, What could a federal shutdown mean to you? Uh, uh, For the most part, government employees aren't going to be affected much at all. But I want to go through this. And you're worried about what do I mean by that? Because they've always gotten paid through every government shutdown in the past. And they'll they'll try to hurt. It depends who's in in, uh, in power at the time as to what areas they're going to target. But with tensions uh, brewing in Washington, retirees may be wondering just how worried they should be about a potential government shutdown and its impact on their daily lives. 
uh, they can rest easy about receiving Social Security benefits. That will continue without interruption during a shutdown. Uh, but there are other things to consider. The big ones, retirees seeking certain services could face delays and all may have to wait to learn their raise for next year if a standstill lasts long enough to postpone the announcement for the 2024 cost of living adjustment. If you just have to wait for the announcement, that's okay. I don't think it's going to drag on that long. But barring action by, uh, by today, September 30th deadline, the federal government will temporarily stop paying its employees and contractors and halt non-essential functions. Um, Social Security and Medicare are considered mandatory spending and thus aren't subject to the annual budget appropriations process in Congress. Yet, the Social Security Administration would discontinue certain activities in the event of a shutdown. For example, corrections and updates to earnings. There's not going to be able to pick up the phone and correct that for you. Updates to earnings wouldn't be made during a shutdown. Benefit verifications wouldn't be issued Original and replacement Social Security cards, uh, they'd be, you know, they wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. Uh, customer service would probably suffer as Social Security Administration staff would be working without pay and would be limited to performing those, only those tasks that are deemed essential. But to be clear, we still receive Social Security checks. You get your checks. Yep, the checks. And, and that's what, what do people listening care about? Just that's what I. That's yeah. what I care about. But, but some, the person working for Social Security is not getting paid, right? Well, not during that time. But right. historically, what's always happened is that all government employees have always gotten paid. Uh, they'll they'll try to look at government employees and say, you know, these, look at these poor sad sex. They're not working now, and, and yet, as it turns out, they've always gotten paid. I, you know, I I don't mean to say sad sack. I should say, you know, you look at people who are out of work. And you feel for them because they feel like they, they want to be productive, they want to go to work, but they can't because yeah. the government shut down. But government employees have always gotten uh, paid in the past, and I, I anticipate that even with the government shutdown now, should that occur, uh, they're likely to get paid. Um, yeah, because you, the average American hears government shutdown. I'm not sure if they know entirely what it means. Yeah. It, it's an event where the government's non-essential offices cannot operate due to lack of funding. It's essentially, isn't it kind of just a political maneuver, Jeff, over funding? It, it is, but the, you know what they've always done is done, done continuing resolutions. Just throw everything in there and everything gets uh, approved at the last minute because they haven't taken the time to look at each bill separately and say, up or down vote on each one of these. So if they could do it blanket, then you know spending limits get extended, uh, and you don't go back to pre-COVID levels, which is you know a couple trillion dollars less. You just add on to what you're doing already. So that's the big fight in, in Washington right now. We'll see who wins that. Well, it's like think about all the government services, right? From military to uh, the VA hospitals and things like that. It's not like everything shuts down. No, it's there not are like essential services, and some of those will even be slow because even if some of those essential services stay open, some of the administrative ones will be bogged down. They yeah. won't be. They won't be working. So, um, you know, even mentioned with Social Security, if you're applying for Social Security, you may not be able to apply. If the government shut down, so you may have to wait a couple months before you start getting your first check. Can verify it, things like that. Uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics releases consumer price data. Uh, and yet, during the shutdown, the Bureau of Labor Statistics will suspend data collection. So we won't be able to get those types of numbers. So the, the last time COLA announcement was delayed due to a government shutdown was in 2013. Um, 
and beneficiaries had to wait until nearly two weeks past the original mid-October release date to learn the COLA increase for the following year. The projection for 2024 is about 3.2%. COLA is an acronym for cost of living adjustment for That's Social right. Security. Thanks, Paul. So that was yeah. 10 years ago, the last time? 2013, yeah. Wow. So we'll see what happens. But again, it's, uh, it's something to be concerned about. But um, again, uh, most people aren't too worried about the essential government um, you know, they're a great government employees, but some of the things that they do, it seems to be somewhat bloated, and well, we'd well, like to cut down the government. To sum things up, nobody's talking about it. I'll, I'll mention it to my wife, for example, if I see something, or she'll ask me, what's that about? What we've been hearing about is the Hollywood strike, the UAW strike. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, government shutdown, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's not it, going it to affect me. It will be accentuated me. as time goes on, especially if they think they can blame the Republicans on it. So. Yeah, again, politics, right? Yeah. Pointing fingers. All right, so that's going on. And? I want to address something. Again, we talked a little bit about wealthy Americans. This is uh, important because how are three... Money moves wealthy Americans are likely to make in times of, of economic uncertainty. This is triggered by a, a CNBC article that I saw, and I thought they had some really good points in it. Um, you know, the, a lot of fewer Americans, including mar- millionaires, feel comp- confident about their financial standing. You have to hear this again, Paul, because it doesn't seem right. These days, fewer Americans, including millionaires, feel confident about their financial standing. You would think that somebody with a couple million dollars would feel pretty comfortable. Oh, yeah. But even they are feeling uncomfortable. Here are some of the habits of millionaires to help it uh, in economic times. Uh, Almost regardless of how much money you have, it's hard to feel financially secure. Across the board, households are facing surging childcare costs, ballooning auto loans, higher mortgage rates, record rents, economic uh, uncertainty, things like that. Yeah, you mentioned rents gone up, mortgages it, have gone up, but you know what? Values of homes as well. A $250,000 home last summer now is like going for three fifty. Jeff. Yep. So you're paying more across the board. Of course, inflation. Now you're paying more gro- for the mortgage payments, but also the, the cost of the house in of the, the first house place itself, well, yes. If you could find one. And if you say, well, I'm going to rent, okay, that's going up too. Yeah. Everything's going up. Absolutely. But of those with a million dollars in investable assets, that means as many as one-third or 33% fear they could outlive their savings. That's according to a study by Northwestern Mutual's wow. 2023 Planning and Progress Study. So third, nearly half, 47% of wealthy Americans, said their financial planning needs improvement. Um, that's what those with a million dollars or more of investable assets. Despite their high... And, Yes, this is the wealth management segment, even though this, but it's like this whole show might be that way, despite with people, for people with a million dollars or more. Despite their high net worth, less than half of all millionaires, 44% felt very comfortable. A separate report uh, by a financial indigence fund found. Uh, Say that even again, doctors, right? Yeah, no kidding. Even doctors, lawyers, and highly paid professionals also referred as the regular rich, quote, unquote. Uh, who benefit from stable jobs, home ownership, and well-padded retirement savings, said they don't feel well at all. Isn't that weird? It, it, you know that it's hurting the pocketbook. There are so many people now that are living paycheck to paycheck, more so though than in years, and uh, especially in the last two and a half years. More people are living paycheck to paycheck, and you think, well, those are the those are those people. But then, the, yeah. the, when you look at the wealthy, too, are feeling the pinch. This is, affects a lot of the United States. Every you got to put things in perspective too. 
you might be making $50,000 a year. Look at a guy making three hundred and fifty and say, how on earth could he be uncomfortable? In addition, he's got a million or more saved. It's because he's making those payments every month for that house and that mortgage just like you are. Yeah, and some of them have been overextended. And if That's they, right. And if the prices are going up and they're already overextended. Um, but here are some moves that wealthy Americans are more likely to make. First is planning for ups and downs. Wealthy people hold themselves, and again, wealthy is described as having a million dollars or more investable assets. Wealthy people hold themselves exceptionally high standard when it comes to managing their finances. In fact, 84% of wealthiest Americans say they have long-term financial plan that accounts for economic ups and downs. So you plan for it. This is what we do with our clients every day at the Coal Investment Group. We look at the Good times. Everybody loves to see the good times, and it's it's every smile and slapping hands. It's always fun. But when times are difficult, you want to make sure that your advisor is there to walk you through those difficult times as well. These are the times that the Coal Investment Group. I think we really shine because we look not only at the best times, but we also look at difficult times. You know, bad time. We do bad timing scenarios when we do uh, cash flow projections, and everybody in our office, uh, Aaron Kowal, um Aaron Spitzner, Joe, John, Marie, Chauncey, Ray, Anthony, everybody, top to bottom, we're all doing cash flow projections for our clients. We're doing tax projections for our clients. And when you plan for those ups and downs, you can sit back a little bit and at least breathe a little sigh of relief. We had somebody that came in the office last week. She came in with her sister, and she was just frustrated because she didn't believe that she would be okay. We took the worst case scenario, we made that even worse, and said, even if you overspend, if the markets are bad, if the economy is bad, you're still going to be okay. You wouldn't believe the sigh of relief from her when she said, okay. Because it took somebody else, and to put it in black and white, I'm sure you showed her on the screen, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's what a a cash flow analysis is. Listen, worst case scenario, like you said, even worse than that. Yep, you're gonna you're going to be okay, but that's what a good plan gives you some wiggle room, right, Jeff? Absolutely. Because I don't think consider this. This is we're not in a recession, are we? No, we're not. We're not. Are we in a bull market or a bear market, or are we just kind of in between? Well, we've been in a, a, a bull market for the last year, from the low point it's up uh, in, in bull market territory. But it, with the fluctuation, with the drops over the last, I think the last four weeks, the markets dropped. But, that makes people feel so uncomfortable. But the, the year 2023 overall. It's still doing it's well pretty good. this year, yes. It's still good. I know there's a lot of mixed signals with inflation, I think. Let's just be honest with certain things going on in Washington, right? Oh, yeah. The uncertainty of the future next year, presidential year. And there's a thing that says if it bleeds, it leads. We so, always hear bad news. So good news, you know, if we say the economy is doing well, if you say don't worry about it. Like this woman this week, we got told her until we were blue in the face, until we sat her down and said, this is what you have to, yes, we, we are concerned about your, your well-being. We want to make sure that you can walk away from work and not worry about it. Know that you won't have to go back to work. And so that's what a lot of our clients are concerned about. And that's why we, we want to make sure that we have clients for life. And that's what a long-term relationship does. We can look at our clients and say, this we're in it for the long haul. We're in it with you for the long haul. As Al McGuire used to say, not everything in life is seashells and balloons. Yeah. Some days are rainy and gray, right? And, uh, and you still you just- win championships, though. And, and you, you still, still can retire you, successfully. Exactly. 
Exactly. And some, and it doesn't mean put your head in the sand, Jeff, but you're right about if it bleeds, it leads. I've been around the news media and, and different TV newsrooms here in Milwaukee. They are looking for sensational something That's to right. grab. And now it's called clickbait because social media. You're looking for something to grab the reader's attention so that you stop and read it. That's right. So if it's if it's recession news or if it's bad news in the market or if it's this company going bad or that government uh, program going bad, you know, those are the types of things that will lead. Second thing. So first is plan for the plan for for volatility, plan for good times and bad times. Second thing is working with an advisor. This I thought was pretty interesting to come up with a plan based on risk tolerance and goals. Millionaires are much more likely to seek professional help. Seven out of 10 wealthy Americans work with a financial advisor. If you're close to already in retirement, work with the Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. But that's but t- seven out of ten is nearly double the amount of the mainstream population. When you work with an advisor, you get this opportunity to have an advisor. They say very akin to a therapist. I mean, you you'll have doubts about it. You'll have worries about it. You may even have doubts about your advisor. But at least if they're a great advisor, they'll step up and say. This is what's going on. We know you're you're hurting now. We know that you're feeling nervous about the markets. This is what we see. This is what we see in the past. This is what you can expect 18 months from now. And you might have to make some changes, too, and tweak Absolutely, that plan. Yeah. The last thing is stay committed to a plan. Uh, it follows that financial planning and retirement planning leads to more disciplined money management. Roughly 42% of millionaires consider themselves highly disciplined, disciplined when it comes to their financial goals and how they plan to reach them. Among all Americans, only one in five say the same. So 42% of millionaires consider themselves highly disciplined. One in five, 20% say the same. So Spitz talked last week about individuals coming in um, and getting out of the market with no discipline. They get nervous. They don't have somebody to, to bounce ideas off of. And so they bail on the market at a time when it may be the best thing just to stay put. Yeah, Aaron talked about overreacting the emotions. And yep. then you try timing the market, which, boy, to, to time it right, what what's your saying? You have to be right twice. Twice, Right twice. You want to get out and want to get back in. Because then you miss the upturn and you start panicking with that and say, well, I'll wait till it comes down again. And yep. then you miss the upturn. So the the... the so the three things that wealthy people are doing uh, in uncertain times, and we'll talk more about it at our workshop at the end of October. Uh, but again, one is planning for the ups and downs. Two is working with an advisor. And three is staying committed and showing discipline. Today's big news we announced at the top of the hour. Well, there's always big news on the retirement clinic. But oh, it's always exciting. Jeff Kowal, <laughs> the founder. We've been doing this. and We just celebrated that 22nd anniversary of the show, uh, which started right before 9-11. Uh, the retirement clinic on on the weekends. In addition, Monday through Friday, those market updates. But we talked about a new location now open in Delafield, right downtown. Yeah, pretty exciting to be there. We have a lot of clients in Lake Country. We have a great presence there. Um, if you'd like to come by and see our spot or just a range of time to uh, have initial consultation with us, uh, uh, we're at Milwaukee Avenue in Delafield. Go to the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Uh, retirement, hit retirement review. Uh, Heather will get back to you. We'll schedule a time to get together. Or give us a call at 262 522 4040 
800-625-2240. If you have $750,000 or more, are close to or already in retirement, are serious about your retirement planning, if you have a million dollars, $2 million, $5 million or more, we want to help you keep family wealth in the family as well. Give our office a call or go online at thekowalway.com. Should be noted too, you're, you're dealing with experienced people in retirement. That's what they do. Both Jeff and Aaron have been named to Forbes Best In-State Wealth Advisors list for 2023. So congrats, both you and, and your son, Aaron, the president. Jeff, you're the founder. Thank this you. goes back several years, 2020, 2019, 18, 17, 16. So this speaks, and this is Barron's top financial advisor list to the expertise and the experience you're getting. That's right. We, we don't look to get the recognition. It's nice that it comes, but we don't look for that. We've always felt, always, since we started a company in 1987, that if we took care of our clients, if we always put our clients' interests first, we as a company would do well. We would eventually get the recognition, and we are, both uh, statewide and nationally, with, with uh, Barron's and other publications that have uh, recognized us now and in the past. After the break, we're going to come on back to the Retirement Clinic Saturdays at 10 o'clock. Today, hosted by Jeff Kowal, and I'm Paul Cronforce. Stay tuned as we continue every Saturday. This is WISN. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. If you're a business owner, odds are you're pretty comfortable with risk. But one thing you simply cannot risk is proper planning for your retirement. The last thing you want is to approach retirement only to discover you don't have enough to retire well. Most business owners consider their business to be their retirement plan. However, it may not account for as much as you hope. Research suggests only 20 to 30 percent of business that that attempt to sell actually do. If you ask me, that's too much risk to put on the line when it comes to your retirement. So what should you do? Plan ahead. Prepare your business for sale or succession. Develop a plan B. And most importantly, work with us to ensure proper planning. We've covered planning ahead and preparing your business for sale or succession in previous segments, so I'll skip ahead to plan B, which is to save. Start a defined contribution plan, such as a 401k or solo 401k, to put away as much as you can on a tax-advantaged basis. At a minimum, you should contribute to a simple IRA, SEP IRA, or even a traditional IRA. If you're 50 or older, take advantage of the catch-up contributions, which allow you to save more. I understand this can feel a bit overwhelming, but that's why we are here. Our advisors at Kowal Investment Group will work with you to ensure you have a strong retirement plan outside of your business. Give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. The Retirement Clinic, thanks for joining us. And good morning, I'm Paul Cronforst. We have details that we will share with you as we did in the first segment. Uh, Jay Weber is hosting an event, Planning for the Unexpected in Uncertain Times. This is a free event, and the Cowell Investment Group will be doing that October 26. We'll give you details later, or as always, thecowallway.com. For more information, everybody has heard about a 401k. Most of our listeners are probably in a 401k. Have they heard of a Roth 401k? Well, apparently not, Paul. <laughs> so even the business owners that uh, Aaron was referring to in his segment, uh, 
Roth 401ks remain underused despite the growing number of companies offering them to employees. Experts say that almost everyone should contribute to these after-tax retirement accounts. Um, let me just back up a little bit. Uh, when we talk about uh, difference between Roth accounts uh, and traditional 401ks, uh, with Roth 401ks, Roth IRAs, you're paying the taxes up front, and then they grow tax-free forever. Let me repeat that. Tax-free. So once you pay the taxes, it's tax-free forever. That's a big deal. Uh, traditional 401ks are great. They, you don't, you're, they don't add to your income taxes during the year, uh, and they grow tax-deferred. Tax-deferred means that you're going to pay the piper sometime in the future. Could be a higher tax bracket, could be a lower tax bracket, but uh, nonetheless, you're going to have to pay a taxes sometime in the future. Uh, I like Roth 401ks. I like the others as well. You know where the taxes are now. That's right. That's a great point, Paul. You don't know how good that point is. Because President Trump's tax cuts are set to expire at the end of 2025. So you're right. You know where the taxes are now. You know that they are likely to go up uh, unless uh, Republicans win again. Um, So 8 and 10 retirement plans uh, administered, administered by Vanguard offer a Roth option. So 8 and 10, 80% offer it, but yet only 17% of participants took advantage of it. I think that's remarkable. Roth accounts were thrust into a spotlight last month when the Internal Revenue Service delayed by two years a required requirement that higher earners make age-related catch-up contributions entirely to post-tax tax dollars. Okay, what did I just say? If you're 50 or better, uh, if 50 or older, you could make catch-up contributions to your to your um, 401k. So your regular 401k contribution is 22,500. If you're age 50 or older, you could put an additional 7,500 dollars into it. Well, the government uh, was was saying um, with the with the recent uh, uh, retirement uh, act that was, that was passed, they said you you had to put Catch-up contributions, the 7500 into Roth IRA starting in 2024. Now they've delayed that two years. So now you're still going to have to put your $7,500 uh, into, um, if, you're, if you're making catch-up contributions, but they have to go into Roth 401k, not the traditional 401k. And I think that's okay. Uh, but that's starting, I believe, in 2026. The catch-up contribution must be made to the after-tax Roth 401k. Now that, if I did my math right, twenty-two-five, you said, and an additional seventy-five hundred. Yeah, so that's thirty thousand. Thirty thousand dollars. Yes. Which it, again, some can afford it, some cannot. That's why it's called a catch-up provision, right? Right. You're catching lot, up because you're delayed, or you just need more money. Sure. For and, and you either didn't put enough in, or uh, you had to. Uh, pay for college, pay for your mortgage payments, pay for kids growing up, things like that. Or you did okay, but you want to do better. Yes. And so, <laughs> so if you want to catch up at fifty, when you once you hit age fifty, you can put a total of seven seven thousand five hundred dollars more, or thirty thousand total into your four hundred one k. So it's quite black and white. Some experts say uh, many. Uh, Roth accounts are usually considered a good option for young people still in the lower tax bracket. Older workers in their peak earning years benefit more from tax-deferred contributions. That's according to this Barron's article. I'm not convinced. Oh, you disagree with the Barron's article. Yeah, I article. still think it may be the case, but I still think that even older employees who are at the peak of their income benefit from the Roth with exactly what we said. Right. If their high income 
earners at the peak of their income, they've probably done things well. They probably have high asset or assets elsewhere. They may be at their peak of their income throughout. So why not pay the taxes up front, have a grow tax-free, regardless of what your tax and then, bracket is? Then when you start taking those RMDs, right, you start taking money out, you're not paying taxes then. Great point, because Roth 401ks are not subject to required minimum distributions anymore. Neither are Roth IRAs. They are not subject to RMDs. So you don't even have to take No, you don't have to take them out. You can let it sit. You can keep on contributing to it, right? You can, Yes. As long as you have earned income, you can keep contributing to Correct. it even beyond age seven. Even if it's a part-time job as a greeter at Walmart. As long as, as, long as the plan allows it. That's okay. right. Uh, so it is not to diminish po- those jobs. No, no, no. But, but a lot of retirees powerful. do something just to keep active, keep yeah. busy. Home Depot is another one. I know people, friends of mine that do it. Yep. It's basically to keep them active. Yep. Yep. And if they're making some income and they want to put money in, a plan allows them part-time employees to put money into the 401k. Absolutely. Roth IRA is just a great option, I think, for a lot of people. So it's not for everybody. You got to be careful. Look, talk to your planner, see if it's best for you. Um, it isn't quite black and white. Many high earners who save a lot in their traditional retirement accounts will still be in a high tax bracket. This is exactly what I said. Um, what you also have to look out for uh, required distributions currently start at age 73, but if, you, if you're in a traditional plan, not a Roth, and you have to take required minimum distributions at a time when you already have other income, that could push you into a higher premium ba- bracket for Medicare premiums. So you got to be careful with that. Uh, having some of your savings in after-tax Roth dollars gives you more flexibility. This I thought was, I thought, you know, you always think about rules of thumb. I don't necessarily agree with this. It's interesting. If somebody comes up with a stupid There's a lot rule, of rules of a thumb. A rule of thumb the for something like this. The 4% rule, the rule yes. of 72. Yes. There's a ton of them. Yep, lots of This is kind of interesting. Uh, I think one is 20 times your last pay is what you should have. So if you're making $100,000, you should have $2 million in retirement assets when you retire. That's, anyway, that's changed, I think, too, that's, right? Yeah. Anyway, this is David Brown, an associate professor of finance at the University of Arizona, came up with a general formula for people of all income levels. General formula. Add 20 to your age and put that percentage towards your traditional retirement account with the rest towards Roth. And there's no basis in this. It's Add kind of 20 so, to your age. Yeah. For example, a 40-year-old could contribute 60% of a traditional retirement account and 40% to a Roth. I don't think that that's... A bad idea. The exact split matters less than socking money away post-tax. That's what Brown says. If you're 100% traditional, please start doing a Roth. That's according to David Brown. So he's just saying, if you're thinking, well, I, you know, it's paralysis by analysis. I don't know how much I should put in, so I won't make a, a, a decision on it at all. Make a decision. If it's your age plus 20 years that you put in a traditional and the rest goes in Roth, great. If it's 50-50, Great. If it's 75 traditional, 25% Roth, that's great. What about me? I'm 57. So they're saying 77? 77 should be in traditional and 23 should be in a Roth. Do you agree with that? No. Not at all. That no, especially sounds wrong. No. no. But I, he's just trying to say if you're not going to make a decision and you can't think of how much you should put in, put something in and that's a good rule of thumb. Um, I think, you know, you higher, agree with that. Yeah. I, as an example, I put all of mine into the Roth. 
I like you're paying a higher tax side. Yes, I understand that. Some accountants will squirm and think, oh, what an idiot. I don't think so. I like the tax-free growth forever. I'd rather have all, paying all the taxes up front that I know what it is. Yeah, we're in a higher tax bracket now. Fortunately, thank God we are, which is nice. I don't mind paying more in taxes. But it also grows tax-free. It grows tax-free forever. And that's what bothers the reg- the uh, the um, re- not regulators, the um, legislators. Oh, gosh. Because they, you know, their goal is to try and squeeze more and more money out of us. And if we've already paid the taxes on it and it's growing tax-free, we frustrate them, which I like a lot. Uh, yes. And next year, again, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, those Trump tax cuts expire. What if Trump wins? Just what if? Yeah. Right? Would first day in office, all these executive orders, be one of them extending tax cuts? I don't know. I don't know that he could do that because that's a, a Congressional law. approval. Yeah, that, that was actually a law. But he can certainly, uh, he can propose it and try to push it through, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, typically the House would propose it, but if, it depends what direction the House is going because if it never gets to his desk to sign, he can't extend that, it. That's true. So that is a law. Wow. So I don't think that's the type of thing that can be done by executive order. But we, we could try. It's going to be quite the interesting, I would say, next 14 months or so, right? This is why yeah. you listen to WISN. Yeah, Monday through Friday, you get guys like Jay Weber, who's going to be a part of a Cowell Investment Group event. Let's talk about that real quick. Jay Weber, also a guy named Bob Carey. He's yeah. kind of the rock star, right? He is. He's a for First Trust Chief Market Strategist. Uh, for First Trust, Bob Carey, uh, Aaron Kowal, Joe Still. That's the panel of the, on October uh, 26 from 5:30 till 7 o'clock, the Milwaukee Marriott West panel to dis- discuss topics such as the state of the economy, navigating market volatility, upcoming election, how to safeguard your financial and retirement plans, and more. It's a free event, but you do need to register. And last year, it sold out. So uh, call now at 2625224040 or better yet to reserve your seat go to the Kowal Way K O W A L the com. great opportunity great chance to see Jay and Aaron Kowal and Joe Still and there's a Q&A that's you, you can Q&A. talk you can ask your questions and yeah i love the title of the event planning for the unexpected in uncertain times and I think that's kind of where we are right now, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great event. And like last, like I said, last year was very well received. And hopefully we'll have the same this year. So no charge, complimentary. It's at the Milwaukee Marriott West. The date is October 26th. That's a Thursday, just about an hour and a half, 530 to 7 p.m. When we come back, it is the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. That's a weekly feature each week on the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist, the founder, Jeff Kowal. In studio, hosting the show, I'm Paul Cronforce. We'll be right back. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. Back with the wealth management and preservation segment, it's the retirement clinic. Jeff, that... Those words kind of describe what the segment's about, right? Okay, you've obtained some wealth. Now let's preserve that wealth. There are people that lose their lose money. Yeah, we talk about this segment being for those with a million dollars or more. And what you said is exactly right. Once you've accumulated some wealth, regardless of the amount it is, uh, regardless of what it is, we, we, a lot of times your objective is to preserve it, grow it, take income from it, 
and pass it on to your heirs. If that's what, now a lot of people are charitably inclined. I want to address that today. Or the last one, pass it on to the heirs, might not be for everybody too. That's right. I just found to spend every dime of my that's money. That's right. And if I bounce a check to the undertaker, that's okay. <laughs> yep. So, but a lot of people don't realize that if you if you add up all the assets that you have, you probably have well over a million dollars. If you add your 401k, your IRA, your investments, your home, maybe your investment property, uh, inheritance, uh, lawsuit settlement, uh, death in the family, inheritance. You know, those are types of things that could you know, give you more money than you actually think you have. Nonetheless, this is a tax break worth the hassle. Uh, it's a Wall Street Journal article. Uh, ever since tax overhaul of 2017, millions of Americans have gotten key tax breaks for giving to charity. But a growing group of seniors can still reap remarkable benefits from donations if they put up with the hassles. First, some of the backstory. One of the overhaul's biggest changes was to nearly double the standard deduction, which is the amount filers subtract from income if they don't list or itemize deductions on Schedule A. So as a result, only about 12.2 million filers deducted gifts to charity on Schedule A in 2021, Compared to nearly forty million in twenty seventeen. Wow! Okay, what so 12, twelve versus forty million were able to file uh, uh, and deduct the charitable contributions. Twelve point two now in this twenty twenty one compared to forty million in twenty seventeen. Yet charitably minded seniors have a way around this. They could donate funds from their traditional IRAs directly to charities using a strategy called a qualified charitable distribution or QCD. This is great. Our clients are doing this. We work with this on a regular basis. The article says, you know, it's great because it can start as early as 70 and a half, even though required minimum distributions don't start until 73. The amount is up to $100,000. But a lot of times what complicates it, at donors who plan to make these uh, donations for 2023 should begin the process as soon as possible. There is some paperwork involved in it. And a lot of times you're responsible. Now we help our clients with this, but a lot of times you're responsible to make sure that you know what those qualified charitable distributions are. Today's well, September 30th. You're saying if you want it to be in this year's Right, start part of 2023 yeah, start now. It's not a bad idea to start now. We're going down the last quarter of the year, and if you're going to want to make sure that you get them and you get the, the paperwork done properly, they aren't itemized deductions. The distribution of the IRAs isn't taxable as it normally would be. That means the payouts don't add to adjusted gross income. That's fantastic because, and I, I even put exclamation points, that matters because adjust, adjusted gross income is a key threshold. It determines the so-called IRMA, Medicare surcharges based on income. There's a 3.8% surcharge on net investment income and medical expense deductions, among other things. So in other words, you'd have to be paying more for Medicare. You'd have to be paying more for other things. Uh, so QCD benefits can help with that. The result is to um, uh, especially dramatic with IRMA surcharges, where even a dollar more income can trigger higher payments. Um let me, I want to get to the meat of this. The QCD process can be less daunting for IRA owners with financial advisors because many shepherd clients through it like we do, but donors still have to do the work. So know the basics. IRA owners must be at least 70 and a half to make qualified charitable distributions. That's the first thing. Second thing, the first dollars out of the IRA are considered required minimum distribution. So you can give up to $100,000. It goes towards your 
your your qualified charitable donations distributions goes towards your required minimum distributions. And QCDs must be the 50C3 charities. Can't give it to Bob's charity. Can't give it to oh, no. To, to yeah. What to was this Costanza from Seinfeld at Christmas oh, time when he, oh. his boss got him a check for twenty grand? It was a human fund. The human fund. Yeah, it can't be something like what that. What do I do with this money, Jerry? I don't know. <laughs> he never yeah. set up anything. That's it. It has to be to legitimate charity. You can't just no. You give can't it to just your make it up. Give it to somebody else. It has to be to legitimate five hundred C three trust charities. No, George uh, wanted to open up a 50C3. Is that what it is? 50? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he can, right? But you have to do that yeah, for tax purposes. If it's called the Human Fund, they don't care what it's called. No. It's a 50C3 trust. His boss just chucks up 20 grand. Yeah. Great episode. Uh, they must be made by December 31st. We talk about things that had to be done before the end of the year. That's one of them. Track the donation. Get a tax letter. Make sure the charity receives the check before uh, December 31st. So you got to be careful with it. There is some work involved, but it's worth the effort. That's really where a financial advisor, a retirement specialist like the Cobalt Investment Group comes into play. Absolutely. This is, gets kind of deep in the weeds, right? To make sure you're doing this the right way. If you have any questions on anything we talked about, here's the number for the Cobalt Investment Group. 262-522-4040. We have covered a lot of ground today, including that event with Jay Weber coming up. We're going to wrap it all up and give you those details. Here in the Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal, I'm Paul Cronforst on WISN. Thank you for joining us once again. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic. Kind of closing up today, Je- Jeff Kowal is here, of course, hosting the show. Jeff, thank you. That event with Jay Weber is coming up. It's complimentary. That's right. It's free, no charge either. Uh, that's October 26th. If you're close to already in retirement, $750,000 or more, you can always call our office uh, and meet with one of our advisors. Schedule a time. Go to thecowalway.com. But on Thursday, October 26th, we're hosting a panel discussion. Jay Weber is going to be the host. Chief Market Strategist for First Trust, Bob Carey, is going to be there. Aaron Kowal, Joe Still, 530 to 7 o'clock, Milwaukee Marriott West. Give our office a call, 262 522-4040 or go to the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L, the Kowalway.com. Jeff announced today they have a new location. It's now open. We've talked about it throughout the summer in Delafield, right downtown Delafield. In addition to their world headquarters in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Racine, and you mentioned your Florida location. Cape Coral, Florida. That's amazing, Jeff. Congrats on all of that, and thanks for thanks all great clients and our listeners. And Monday through Friday, tune in during the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks for those market updates from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. The Retirement Clinic is back next week on WISN.